Welcome on to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast from Easy Hockey Reviews, uh, episode 16. I don't know how the audio is going to sound because I'm talking a little softly, but I'm going to, we'll see how, how it turns out in post, but since I'm in my uh, hotel room, since I'm out of the house, um, that I was, rec- I was living out of, um, leave to come, uh, leave to come home in two days, so, um, that's, uh, that's awesome, but, uh, and I was initially gonna do a episode on the fifth, on the first, which I was gonna do all the, the news, and then the Blues and Jets review, as well as, um, the first of the month divisional reviews like normal, um, but I uh, passed out, so uh, yeah, I uh, didn't get to do that. So today this is going to be uh, an even longer episode than I initially was going to do, because uh, I know that the if I just did it the way that I had it planned out, it would have um, it would have been long still, but it's going to be even longer now. So. Um, Maybe I'll uh, gloss over some things. Um, but anyway, some news um, to continue with um, the tributes across the sports in general, not just basketball. Um, with the loss of Kobe Bryant uh, last Sunday, uh, Alex Ovechkin in one of the recent games uh, for the Capitals uh, did warm-ups uh, wearing uh, number 24, uh, also because, you know, since Kobe wore 28 and 4, oh no, four, 8 and 24, and Ovi's regular number is 8, you know, it's just uh, a uh, class class act um, move right there uh, for him. As well as also, um, I believe I saw that John Gibson from the Anaheim Ducks actually uh, has a... Uh, I don't know if it was just for warm-ups too, or if he actually played a game. Uh, the game that he wo- uh, had that uh, um, mask on, but I uh, had um, Kobe, his uh, daughter, and all the other uh, victims of that uh, helicopter crash last Sunday, uh, and uh, I believe he auctioned that off. So uh, that was a uh, really nice to see. But for o- uh, Ovi's uh, jersey. Uh, that he wore in the uh, those warm-ups, he uh, it, uh, it was auctioned off uh, with the proceeds going to uh, the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation. So um, going to a good cause there. And also to keep switch gears, but also keep it on Alex Ovechkin. Uh, he, uh, I mean, he probably passed even more uh, since I last uh, wrote this down. But he uh, is now uh, tied for eighth overall in the goals race uh 694 career goals at least as the last time i took this note uh he's tied uh mark messier so um i think the next bracket oh i mean to get to 70 to have to get like 710 i think uh last time i checked or somewhere in 700s but um He'll get there. Um, he'll probably finish the end of the season um, with that, with those numbers. So uh, we'll see how that goes for him. And then some uh, injury talk here. Uh, Buffalo Sabres goaltender Linus Olmark will be missing three to four weeks of lower body injury. Uh, Thomas Hurdle from the San Jose Sharks. Um, which I would hope that my, uh, re, uh, uh, resident San Jose Sharks, uh, fan, uh, was here on the pod to voice his displeasure about Thomas Hurdle, uh, tearing both an, uh, the ACL and MCL in his left knee, so he's out for the season, um, And then to go to uh, 
contract talk, uh, the Penguins have agreed to terms with uh, defenseman Marcus Pedersen on a five-year extension uh, with an AAV of uh, 40.025, oh, 4,025,000. Um, and uh, it's good to keep some uh, stability on the defense. Um, and then Edmonton Oilers uh, extended uh, Zach Cassian to uh, to a four-year deal. Um, years one and two of that contract are $2.5 million with a $1 million signing bonus. Uh, year three is 3.5, and then year four is 2.3. And it does not include any kind of no trade protection. So you could see him uh, as a member of the uh, Seattle team when they come in um, in the 2020-2021 season. No, the 2021-2022 season. So uh, we'll see how that goes for him. <coughs> then Sammy Blame, uh, about one or two Blues games ago, uh, was activated from the injured reserve after missing 28 games with the wrist injury. He had to get uh, surgery on that, uh, which then subsequently uh, Oscar Sundquist was uh, placed on the uh, injured reserve after sustaining a lower body on the recent game against the Canucks uh, about almost a week ago. And then um, with Sammy Blake coming up, uh, before the uh, Sunquist injury, uh, Torrey Brower was sent down, and then he uh, was given a week to weigh his options. But I guess he didn't really have to weigh his options because he was recalled because of Sunquist injury. And then uh, yesterday during that uh, that Jets game, which I was hoping to cover, but passed out. Um, he uh, dressed in his one thousandth NHL game. Um, congrats to him, and it was even more fitting with the fact that he did it, um, in Winnipeg, um, even though anyone that wants to go and get into the intricacies of the fact that, yes, it's the Winnipeg Jets, but they're, it's not the Winnipeg Jets, because the Winnipeg Jets are actually the Arizona Coyotes, um, and these Winnipeg Jets are... Uh, remnants of the Atlanta Thrashers franchise, but because I guess Winnipeg uh, has all the rights to the names and the records and everything, um, I guess you could say technically it's the Winnipeg Jets, uh, who's a um, franchise that uh, Alex Steen's father, Thomas Steen, played uh, for before the lo relocation of um the franchise and he even showed the 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 um video where uh Thomas Steen's uh number was getting raised into the rafters and uh Thomas Steen as a little kid was uh next to him which was a, a pretty nice uh gesture by the uh by the Jets organization there so congratulations uh Steener for your uh, 1000th uh, NHL game and uh Former Blue Talk here, uh, Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins and forward uh, David Backus have agreed uh, that he, because uh, he was put on waivers, but he's uh, not going to go to the Bruin, uh, Providence Bruins in the AHL because he wants to preserve all his options. Um, so basically kind of what Troy Brower was given, only it doesn't have like a timetable. So I guess he's just going to be sitting in the, the press box doing nothing and collecting his check, I guess. Because he I guess he thinks he's too good for the HL. I don't know. And then uh, for the uh, Canadians, just Barry Kokanyemi uh, has been sent down to the Laval Rocket of the AHL uh, after not, uh, not necessarily producing well this, uh, this year so far. Um, we'll see if he comes back and if he has some kind of, uh, reinvigorated, uh, play in him, but, uh, yeah, he's down in the Laval Rocket. And, uh, Oliver Ackman-Larsen of the, uh, Arizona Coyotes, 
uh, sustained a lower body injury during the uh, game that they had uh, the Coyotes have against the Kings on the 30th of January. Uh, there hasn't been any news on whether uh, he's going to be out for a certain amount of time, um, but we are looking closely to see uh, what has happened to OEL and if he's uh, or if it was just like something that he tweaked or whatever. See how that uh, comes up for him. And then the Vancouver Canucks forward uh, Tyler Mott will be uh, missing four to six weeks with a shoulder injury. So uh, a hit to the Canucks' uh, forward line, but they should be good. Um, and then the uh, NHL put out a um <coughs> a graphic on uh, the top 10 best-selling jerseys for uh, this season so far. Uh, with number 10 being uh, Jamie Benn of the Dallas Stars. Uh, number 9 being Patrick Kane of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Number 8, Tyler Sagan of the Dallas Stars. Number 7, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights. Number 6, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, number 3, Patrick uh, Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins. Number 4, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. Number 3, Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals. Number 2, Vladimir Tarasenko of the St. Louis Blues. And number 1, is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, um, I'm actually kind of taken back that Vladimir Tarasenko is so high up, but, um, well, at least for the season, since, uh, I mean, those numbers might be inflated because of the cup win, but I'm honestly kind of surprised that Ryan Riley didn't make that list or another blue besides Tarasenko, but, you know, not, I'm not take, trying to, you know, beat down on Tarasenko, but, uh, since he hasn't, he only played 10 games this season and he's been out with the, the shoulder injury, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, your top selling jerseys, uh, so far, so, uh, that's something. And then, uh, talking back about, uh, Seattle, uh, it was a rumor going around that, uh, the Seattle team's name will indeed be the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they have still not announced what the team name will be. I would imagine uh, since there's been rumors saying, oh, it's going to happen. Um, <coughs> it's going to happen during the Winter Classic. Never happened. It's going to happen during the freaking All-Star Weekend. Never happened. Um, I would imagine at this point it's just going to end up being uh, this offseason. And then they'll have, and then they'll just ha um once that name's out there and next season they'll uh, really start looking into uh, like everyone will be really into the speculation of uh, what players are going to get picked up by the by the uh, Seattle team as uh, not this offseason but the following offseason they'll have their expansion draft and they will uh, look to um, start their season in the 2021-2022 season. So, uh, yeah, but they also put out a statement saying that while we're aware of some fishy rumors surrounding our team name, please rest assured we're doing our due diligence by scouring the depths of the ocean, the tallest mountains, and the densest parts of the forest to find the right name for our great green city. So, at least you can rest assured that at least the colors are going to have some something to do with green also because evergreen state so um yeah look uh let's see how something comes out from that and then last in the the news uh portion of this uh here podcast um apparently uh tsn's darren dreger on uh this past thursday reported that the nhl is uh currently investigating the arizona coyotes on uh, allegations that the club was uh, conducting physical testing on draft-eligible uh, CHL, uh, or the Canadian Hockey League players, uh, prior to the draft, um, which is a big no-no, um, because you're not supposed to be conducting any type of physical testing before the uh, NHL Combine. And uh, if the Coyotes are... 
found guilty in this um, investigation, they'll uh, they could face fines uh, upwards of uh, a quarter mil. Uh, and at the discretion of Gary Bettman, um, any extra uh, fines after that. Um, so, because um, Arizona was, you know, lo- going on and up and up, and this would be kind of a a sad thing to see them get um, put through after having such a a pretty solid year so far. Uh, kind of a blemish on on that uh, progress if that was to come to be. But um, you know, see how that one plays out for him. But anyway. Um, I think I'm going to not do, you know, we're going to just go ahead and just dive straight into the, um, dive straight into the divisional reviews. Alright, so diving into the uh, Atlantic Division in the um, divisional reviews, Um, going from bottom to top. Uh, surprise, surprise to no one. Uh, finishing last place in the uh, standings for the f- as of February 1st, because since we're recording February 2nd, obviously there's games happening and all that, but we I took all the stats beforehand since I was going to do this yesterday. Um, but alas, I didn't do that, but uh, here we are doing it now. Um, so all these stats that I go over are as of, uh, the morning of February 1st before any of the games happen. So, uh, diving in, uh, number eight, uh, in the Atlantic Division, surprise, surprise to absolutely no one, as I mentioned, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, 52 games played, 12, 36, and 4, uh, is the record, uh, 28 points. We're in February now, and they <laughs> they haven't even gotten the thirty points yet, which is absolutely remarkable. Um, and they have not moved from that spot uh, versus the previous month. Um, and also, since I was also going to do uh, who should buy and who should sell, uh, we'll go over that at the end of uh, me going over the entire division and then we'll go over who I think should be buying, who should be selling, who should be doing nothing. Um, <clears throat> Ottawa, number seven in the uh, division, has 51 games played, 18-24-9 is the record, 45 points on the season, also have not moved from uh, the spot that they are in now compared to January 1st. Um, Buffalo, number six, 51 games played, 22-22-7 is the record, 51 points on the season, and have not moved from their spot. Montreal, number six in their division, well, number five in their division, my bad, um, 52 games played, 23-22-7, and 53 points is the record, and also have not moved from their spot. So, with all those said, they all have injuries. Uh, either they all have injuries, they all have, well, at least Buffalo has injuries, Montreal, I believe, has injuries, Ottawa, it, I mean, they're just rebuilding at this point, so it's kind of, you know, unex- you know, it's it's expected from where they're to be, where they're at, and then Detroit's, like, I, I understand that they're trying to tank, but good lord, they are committed to the tank at this point, but, and it would be quite a shame if they don't get first overall, <laughs> they'll get, I'd imagine they'd get a lottery pick, but if they don't, that, that would be just insane, how do you, how do you not get a lottery pick at that point, but, uh, at least they still have their first round pick, unlike Ottawa last year, when they, uh, sold it off to, uh, Colorado for Matt Duchesne, a guy that got traded to a team he never resigned to either, so yeah, that's 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 great. Um, number four in the uh, division, Toronto, who holds uh, the second wild card spot in the wet in the East. Uh, fifty-one games played, twenty-seven, seventeen, and seven. 
61 games, uh, 61 points on the season, dropping two spots from the previous month. Uh, Toronto is also because uh, well they're also dropping because they had uh, injuries as well, especially on the blue line. Um, and as they look to get healthier, um, I believe Jake Muzzin hasn't returned yet, but I know he went on a conditioning conditioning stint with the Marlies, so um, he should be uh, getting closer if he is not already back. Um, by then, um, but, uh, yeah, Toronto, um, these, as long as they, uh, stay in the wild card spot, I, I think that it do them, uh, a, a good service if they don't try to push on the gas too hard, just enough to where they just get in and then just let it rip. Uh, number three in the division, Florida. 49 games played, 28, 16, and 5 is the record. 61 points on the season, jumping one spot from their previous um, position uh, last month. Uh, pretty solid play from, from Florida. Uh, and I, compared to what I had for the, my original uh, picks for where I would predict teams would be at at the end of the season um from this past offseason I had Florida uh in fourth place with a wild card spot which is where uh Toronto is and then Florida is where well I didn't I had Toronto finishing second but uh still a lot of, a lot of hockey to be played so I have all of February all of March and then like that two or three games you might have in April um, so, we'll see how it goes for him. Uh, number two, Tampa Bay. 51 games played, 31, 15, and 5. 67 points is the record. Uh, jumping up, uh, one spot from their previous, uh, position. And, uh, they had a really slow start this season. But they've, uh, slowly and steadily started to creep up through standings. Um, so, um, if this to be any kind of, you know, prediction as to how far they go in the playoffs. I'd say they're at least going to go through a couple rounds, might make the conference final, because that's just kind of how Tampa Bay works. Because if they are if they get that presence trophy, they don't win shit. But if they go and take the nice, slow, and steady route, they tend to do way better uh, when it comes to uh, the playoffs. And then number one, surprise to no one, uh, in the Pacific, no, no, not in the Pacific, the Atlantic, goodness, um, both oceans, but, uh, the wrong ocean, uh, the Atlantic, uh, Boston Bruins, 52 games played, 30, 10, and 12 is the record, 72 points on the season, and they have not moved from their stranglehold that they have on that first uh, place spot in the Atlantic. This is because it's just been playing absolutely insane, even uh, when uh, Tuka Rask was out. Uh, I believe he's still out. Uh, last time I checked, I hadn't seen uh, anything about him coming back. But uh, Yaroslav Halak's been absolutely uh, great for the uh, the Bruins this season. I mean, he was also last year, but he's even uh, more so this year. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, just exactly uh, if Boston does finish first. And uh, just how far they'll go. Uh, if they make the final again this year, I would imagine they win it. Uh, if if they make the final again this year. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, um, so, I mean, the injury bug hasn't been really too bad to them. Uh, and even if they have gotten injuries, they uh, have guys stepping up and, ta and filling spots, you know. So... I mean, I I don't see Boston being in a bad position, and it it would take like a really big like injury bug throughout the team to really like break the machine that is the Boston Bruins right now. But uh, yeah, but as to go into uh, which teams on this list uh of in the division that I think that should buy or sell or do nothing, Detroit should sell. Ottawa should sell. 
Um, and by sell, I mean like basically just try to um, take a player that's on their team that another team could use as a rental, and at the same time use it to try to move some, you know, get some cap room. Uh, as as long as they don't uh, get below that cap floor, they should be fine. Um, so yeah, Detroit should sell. Ottawa should sell. Um, Buffalo should look at maybe selling. Um, Montreal is uh, an opportunity to sell as well. Um, Toronto doing uh, because of their cap space issues. I don't foresee them trying to buy anybody but um if you just maybe if they were to go for one extra d guy uh defenseman uh i feel like uh that they could you know make that work or if they can try to maybe get a uh well yeah maybe if they also want to try to go for a backup goalie but also uh like i mentioned i don't know how their cap situation um would be by then but uh yeah, if they just get a defenseman and a and a goaltender, should be uh should be good to go for them. Uh, Florida, uh, nothing really screams out to me. On needs that they uh could use, uh, maybe a bottom six, uh, forward, um, an extra defenseman wouldn't hurt. Um, goaltending seems to be pretty decent down there so uh, I wouldn't really uh, worry about getting a, a, def a uh, goalie but uh, maybe uh, yeah bottom six uh, bottom six uh, forward and or a uh, a bottom pairing defenseman for the uh, Fuller Panthers Tampa Bay uh, I wouldn't really do anything honestly um yeah, same goes for Boston. I wouldn't really go for anybody uh, at this point because they went. Uh, can't remember if it, if Tampa bought anybody, uh, but I know Boston did with um, Marcus Johansson and Charlie Coyle, which uh, both of them are still there, so they weren't really rentals, um, and they've been absolutely wonderful for them. Um, but. Um, no, Johansson's gone now. Yeah, Johansson's with uh, the Sabres. Yeah. So, um, but Coyle's still with them. But, yeah, I wouldn't, I would, like, the Boston Machine's chugging, chugging along just fine. Same with Tampa. So, I, would, I wouldn't uh, have them buy anything, anyone yet. Um, unless, like, a injury bug happens right before the, uh, the deadline, which is on the 24th of February of this month, um, we'll see, we'll just see how it, uh, goes for them, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the Atlantic Division, and then we'll be moving on to the Metro. Alright, so diving into the Metro Division, um, dive right in. Uh, last place, surprise, surprise, to no one in the Metro. Uh, New Jersey Devils, 50 po uh, games played on the season. 18-24-8 is their record. 44 points on the season, and they have not uh, left their last place spot. Um, also, New York Rangers, 49 games played. 24-21-4 is their record. 52 points on the season, and they have also not moved from their spot. Um, in the division. Now I I bunched these two guys together because these two teams were teams that a lot of people were putting on their uh, who was going to make the playoffs list before they uh, got in uh, to the season. Now I believe I predicted I predicted that they were still going to miss it, but not by much. But um, I was clearly wrong in that regard. Uh, also, because I put Columbus last place and then Pittsburgh in seventh. I don't know what I was uh, thinking there, but um, that was kind of a, a bold move. Putting that there did not play out well for me. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, these two teams were uh, highly, highly touted to be, you know, potentially making the playoffs. Uh, the rain. Uh, the uh, Artemi Panarin comes to the Rangers, and then them getting Capocaco, and then for the uh, Devils getting uh, Jack Hughes, um, which it just didn't pan out well for them. So I mean, they're still in a the rebuild phase. So I'm not gonna, uh, you know, beat up on them too hard. Uh, yeah. And then for the rest of these guys that aren't in the playoff spots with uh, Philadelphia Flyers in uh, sixth place in the division, 51 games played, 27, 17, and 7, 61 points on the season, dropping two spots from their wild card spot that they held um, at the beginning of January. I'm not going to beat up on Philly. It's just the fact that it's just nature of the beast being in the east and also being in a very strong division that is the uh the metro um and the sad part is if uh philly was in the west they'd be in the playoffs right now playoff spot right now same goes for carolina uh 51 games played 29 19 and 3 that's the record 61 points same as philly but also dropping one spot from their uh also um yeah dropping one spot from their previous um wild card spot as well the same same thing it's it's not even necessarily that they've been playing bad it's just the fact that how strong that division is and uh, it's just the nature of the beast so he's gonna really uh you gotta put some extra effort to make the playoffs in the metro that's for sure uh, number six, well not number six, that's just the way that they had it. Number four, uh, with the first wild card in the east, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, was actually kind of surprising to me, um, but, um, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. 51 games played, 27, 16, and 8 as the record, 62 points on the season, and jumping up two spots from their previous spot as of uh, January 1st. <coughs> if there was an example besides the past year with the Blues and their run from uh, worst to champions, um, if you wanted, if you ever needed another example of the buy-in mentality. This is the team that exemplifies that right there. Because they lost Ryan Dezingle. They lost Matthew Shane. They lost Sergei Bobrovsky. And they also lost freaking um, Artemi Panarin. And everyone had him, including me, dead on arrival coming into the season. And they uh, they surprised a lot of people uh, so far. And uh, hopefully they can continue um, this this buy-in process, make the playoffs, and then get out of the first round again. If they got out of the first, if they made the playoffs and got out of the first round again without all those guys, props to John Tortorella and his and his uh his coaching methods to get the most out of these guys um, on that team. It's it's an absolute insane feat. Um, and even, I believe, Jonas Corposalo is still not even with the team right now because I know he uh, had an in, a uh, injury. Was uh, I believe he tore his meniscus um, before the All-Star break because that's why he, uh, he couldn't uh, go to the All-Star game because he was voted in. But, um, yeah, it'll be uh, quite interesting, to say the least, to see them in. And uh, I honestly hope that they uh, they do well. Uh from uh, the rest of the season and into the playoffs to see how far they can go. Um, I'd like to see how far they can go. And number three in the division, uh, New York Islanders, 49 games played, uh, 29-15-5 is the record, 63 points in, on the season, and uh, dropped one spot from second in the division to the third. But it's uh, it's all right because they're in the top three. Um, pretty solid all around the most part um 
and it's you know the nature of being the metro um not really much to say there um same goes to philly carolina um and even in points why is columbus because they're only uh the islanders only have one point above columbus and two points above carolina and philly so although at the same time with the flash of pan uh, even though they do have a uh, two two games in hand on all those teams below them uh, that are within one or two points of them, um, they could easily be seeing themselves in the uh, outside looking in um, versus where they are now. But um, turn up the heat a little bit. That's all I gotta say uh, for all these teams trying to get in. But uh, once you hit March, then you really will uh, have to start seeing. We'll have to start seeing some sort of separation between these teams. Uh, and if not, it'll be quite an interesting April. That is for sure. Uh, number two, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, 51 games played, 32, 14, and 5 is the record. 69 points. Nice. Uh, and uh, jumping up one spot from third to second in the division. Uh, with Sidney Crosby back in the lineup. Uh, There's keep on chugging along. Um... And hopefully they don't have any more injuries because they've been just getting hammered with injuries this, uh, this season. But it's keep chugging on, and uh, that's props to them. And they're uh, really good. Uh, their depth, really testing their depth all the way around. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's Pittsburgh. And number one in the division, Washington Capitals. Uh, 52 games played, 35-12-5 and five is their record. 75 uh, points on the season, and they have not uh, released their stranglehold from their uh, first in the division, uh, which they held last year, uh, last month, and I believe the month before that too. Um, yeah, they've just been playing out of their minds, and everything that I mentioned with Boston, same goes for uh, Washington. Only I believe Washington has had like virtually like no injuries that I can, at least any notables that I can think of, and with uh, Alex Ovechkin scoring at the rate that he is right now, um, is quite an interesting feat, um, which um, we'll see them probably win the President's Trophy, and we'll probably won't, and, they, they, and because they win the President's Trophy, they probably, will, they probably won't win the Stanley Cup, but... Uh, that is me also basically telling them, hey, prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, and as for buyers and sellers for Metro, the Metro, uh, I'd say Devils can sell. Rangers will sell probably. Uh, Chris Kreider uh, being the uh, the name being floated out around uh, the Rangers camp. Uh, Philly, uh, I wouldn't. Honestly, because you're so close, um, at this point, if I'm, I mean, we're just looking at it at this point, um, because obviously, uh, from this point to like right before the deadline, a lot can happen. But going about it now, I'd say Philly, either do nothing or buy. Carolina, same thing. Columbus, buy absolute buy because you have all that cap space you can you can you can handle that uh buying somebody like potentially chris Kreider. um islanders i gotta say probably uh probably a buy as well and uh and same formula going from the atlantic to the metro uh washington and pittsburgh i wouldn't buy i wouldn't sell either just Keep what you got and uh, see what you can do with it. Because um, there's honestly no need to really go that route and uh, buy anybody at that point. But um, but yeah, that's uh, the Metro. And now we go into the Central. Alrighty, so diving into the Central... Um, 
seventh place in the Central, as it's the only division that does not have eight teams yet. Um, Minnesota, 50 games played, 23-21-6 is the record, 52 points on the season, and dropping two spots from fifth to seventh, uh, which is also coincidentally where I had them um, before the season started. Uh, Winnipeg, 52 games played. Uh, 25-23-4 is the record, 54 points on the season, and also dropping two spots from their previous mark of 4th in the division to 6th. Um, with those two teams, I mean, they're all pretty close in points, uh, along with Chicago, 51 games played, 24-21-6 uh, is the record, 54 points on the season, and jumping two spots from 7th uh, to 5th. And Nashville, 50, po uh, 50 games played on the season, 24-19-7 and seven is the record, 55 points on the season, and jumping two spots from 6th to 4th, which all these teams are outside looking in so far. Um, all these teams are within two to three points of each other, and um, with Nashville being five points out of a playoff spot in the top three in a division, um, I had better hopes for Winnipeg. I had better hopes for Nashville, but they're kind of, they're doing all right, but they're not doing the greatest. Um, if they can just, con especially for Nashville, if they could just convert more of their overtime losses into regulation wins, that'd be great for them. Um, but as for, um, the rest of those teams I just mentioned, I mean, they're, um, I mean, with Winnipeg, the main thing is, is that they're missing, like, their decor sucks. Their decor absolutely sucks. Uh, Minnesota's Minnesota. Uh, Chicago, they're doing the retooling, so I'm not going to really blame them too much. Um, Nashville, kind of an underachievement, um so far especially with the but at the same time I guess it's what uh, what happens when you trade um, defense with P, uh, trading P.K. Subban to the Devils and in exchange for offense with uh, Matthew Shane but um, yeah it'll be uh, interesting to see where they fall uh, by the end of the uh, season that's for sure uh, third in the division Dallas Stars uh, 50 points, uh, 50 games played on season, 28, 18, and 4 is the record, 60 points on the season, and, uh, have not moved from their, uh, the spot from, uh, January 1st, and, um, I was actually quite, in I'm, I'm actually quite intrigued on how well Dallas is playing, um, with Rick Bownis being their, uh, head coach since uh Jim Montgomery had to be let go. Um but you know they're they're still kicking it and they were my pick for uh, who, uh who's going to win the cup this year so um <coughs> and I believe there's some other analysts from like NHL network that are even saying that yeah Dallas could very well be the uh well they were using the uh analogy of uh they could be the next St. Louis Blues story. I'm not going to go as far as to say that because this point last year, the Blues weren't in third in the division and especially not as of January 1st either. So you can't say that. But if they're saying, yeah, they'll be the next St. Louis Blues as in they'll be Stanley Cup champions by the end of the year, highly possible. They got all the pieces, um, but we'll get into buying and selling uh, uh, um, after I'm done going over records and stuff right here. Uh, number two, Colorado. 49 games played, 28-15-6 is their record, 62 points on the season, and have not moved from second place. Um, pretty solid play um, for Colorado. Um Coincidentally, the top three that's in the division right now, I had uh, uh, for the top three um, 
as of the beginning of the before the season started like who I thought was going to finish uh in the top 3 it just I just didn't have it in the order that it currently is cuz I had Dallas number 2 Colorado number 1 and your St. Louis Blues uh number 3 but uh, instead the St. Louis Blues are number 1 in the division 52 games played 31 13 and 8 is the record 70 points on the season, and they have not moved from their spot uh, from last month. Now, even though they've been kind of in a losing streak and not been playing too, always they haven't been getting points. I'm not going to necessarily say that they haven't been playing well. They just haven't been getting the bounces that they need, hence the Winnipeg game. Um, they could really tighten it up a bit. Uh, clean it up a bit, that's for sure. Um, but um, but hey, they have had that lead, and maybe it's maybe you know once again the I go back to adversity, and they're hitting adversity pretty hard right now, which I feel like in the end, as long as they can overcome it, they'll they'll become stronger for it. And do good things with it. Now if they just, you know, let adversity just eat at them away, eat away at them. Um, then yeah, I wouldn't foresee them going far at all. But, uh, it's a good group of guys. And Craig Ruby seems to, you know, have a hold on these guys. So I'd imagine that they just, at the right moment, right time, is flip that switch and then they just go on a tear. Um... But yeah, and as for buying and selling, Minnesota, sell, for sure. Um, Winnipeg, probably sell. Chicago, sell. Nashville, sell. Um, well, always, as of now, if, if the deadline was now, I would say Nashville, sell. Dallas, buy, maybe a depth forward. Um, maybe even a depth defenseman, and that should be it for them. Colorado, um, maybe a depth forward at best. Yeah, at least a depth forward, same thing. Maybe a, a bottom pairing defenseman. And as for the St. Louis Blues considering that their cap is kind of contingent on when Vladimir Tarasenko comes back because if they were to go buy someone um, and then Tarasenko comes back, then they really have some cap trouble. And with Tarasenko not on the LTIR, they were already like within like a couple thousand of the cap anyway. So... Realistically, I wouldn't have them do anything, but if it was a perfect world and you didn't have the cap, I would say maybe same thing. Depth, uh, just some get some more depth, but other than that, uh, not in too much, not too much, because the goaltending tandem's fine. Um, top four seems to be fine, even though Justin Falk's kind of. I mean, I'd like to imagine what this team could have accomplished had we not gotten rid of Joel Edmondson, especially after just going to arbitration with him and then getting him signed and then all that. Plus, you know, he's quite the character. Um, sandpaper guy that d did a lot of things. But, um, yeah, it's a quite interesting move still to me. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, there's some people that absolutely hate the move still. I'm still, I mean, I'm, I haven't been really 100% on board with the whole move. But we'll see how we uh, fare in, in the playoffs and all that. But, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the Central Division for you right there. And now we go into Pacific. Alrighty, now to finally wrap up. The uh, divisional reviews here. 
the Pacific Division, which was the division that had the most movement just, I believe, last month also. They had a lot of movement, but um, not as substantial of moves uh, as last month because I believe um, last month uh, San Jose dropped like five spots, <laughs> which is quite uh, interesting, and I need to fix the header on that. But, um... Diving into the Pacific Division. Number eight is the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, 52 games played, 52 points on the seat. Uh, 52, you know, 52 games played, 1928 and five is the record. 43 points on the season, dropping two spots from sixth to eighth in a division. Uh, Anaheim Ducks, 51 games played, 20-26 and 5 is their record, 45 points on the season, and have not moved their spot uh, from their spot. Um, these two teams are doing some rebuilding, retooling, whatever you want to call it. So I'm not going to, you know, uh, hate on them or really beat up on them too much. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Not really much to expect from that. Um, San Jose, on the other hand, ver uh, a very highly, highly, um, it was a a mass underachievement for San Jose. 52 games played, 22, 26, and 4 is the record. 48 points on the season, jumping two spots from last place in the division to sixth. But... Um, 10 points out of a playoff spot right now and they just got um the loss of Thomas Hurdle for the rest of the season um so that's a big hit for their uh forward core don't know uh, who's going to step up in that in that uh aspect but I know Jumbo Joe and freaking Patrick Marlowe aren't going to do much in that regard but um but hey you know nostalgia right um yeah um I don't really see San Jose making the playoffs at this spot uh, at this point and uh, honestly just I would just take this year's a lot a wash and come back next year um yeah that's what I do for San Jose number five Arizona coyotes uh who holds the second wild card spot in the west. 53 games played, 26, 21, and 6 is the record. 58 points, uh, oh, well, 58 points on the season, and th dropping three spots from second to fifth. Um, had a lot of injuries. Um, starting to get a little bit healthier, but also um, still waiting to hear about uh, Oliver Ekman Larson on if he's uh good to go or not. Um. But once they get healthier, and they should be good. But at the same time, uh, Arizona, Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, they're all within a couple points of each other. So um, who knows? Maybe they uh, go on a tear, and maybe uh, all of the uh, Canadian teams go on a little of a losing streak, and then they can uh, pounce on that opportunity to take a, a higher seed in the standings, but we'll see how that plays out for them. Um, da, 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 da. Vegas, uh, fourth place in a division, holds the first wild card spot in the uh, Western Conference. 53 games played, 26 20 and 7 is their record, 59 points is their, uh, you know, on the season, and also dropping three spots from first to the fourth. Um, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm. I'm done diving into, uh, ripping into the whole Gerard Gallant firing thing. Um, at this point, um, it's still a miracle that Vegas is in. Oh, oh it's not. Oh, it's not a miracle that they're in a playoff spot. It's. I mean, it was a given that they're going to be in a playoff spot. But I am just. 
we'll we'll revisit we'll, we're gonna revisit Vegas uh, when we go about buying and selling. Calgary, third in the division, fifty-two games played, twenty-seven, nineteen, and six. Is the record sixty points on the season, jumping two spots from fifth to third. And Edmonton Oilers, fifty-one games played, twenty-seven, eighteen, and six, sixty points as well, and also jumping two spots from fourth to second. Uh, the Battle of Alberta is back, guys. If I haven't already said it before, I'm uh, reaffirming it now. It is back. Uh, especially after this past uh, game uh, when Edmonton destroyed <laughs> Calgary 8-3. to And there was like four game misconducts in that game. And I uh, even had a goalie fight. Had a whole bunch of freaking fights on the ice. It, it's uh, quite compelling hockey right there. Um, and it's not going to... You know, the flame is not going to extinguish anytime soon, um, pun intended. Um, but yeah, that's um, kind of remarkable that all the Canadian teams in the Pacific are all in the top three, with also Vancouver Canucks being uh, first in the division, 51 games played, 29, 18, and 4, 62 points on the season, and jumping two spots from third to first and uh you could say the same for all these teams i guarantee you that people were expecting them to make the playoffs however they weren't expecting them to be so high in the standings right now especially vancouver i'd say yeah vancouver especially vancouver is kind of it was kind of like the dark horse um coming in like they they like even i had them finishing fourth in the division without a wild card spot like barely missing it but um with the uh the fall of San Jose and the um whatever the hell Vegas is doing um opened up a spot for them uh for Vancouver even Edmonton and Calgary to I mean Calgary where I initially had them, but as for Edmonton and Vancouver, I didn't have them in the spots that they are in, but um, it's good to see them in that uh, spot, especially for Vancouver, since they have all those young guys, and then, um, and I really hope Vancouver makes the playoffs, so then they can get these, at the very least, if they don't do anything in the playoffs, they at least get these young guys some um, experience in the playoffs, which is another reason why I'm hoping that Arizona makes it too, for all the same reasons. Um, but yeah, and as for uh, buying and selling, LA needs to sell, Anaheim needs to sell, San Jose takes this opportunity and sell. Um, Arizona, uh, if they have any cap space, maybe buy some depth uh, in the forward group. Uh, but maybe uh, yeah, bottom six forward and or a bottom pairing defenseman. Uh, Vegas needs defense, defense, and more defense as well as a backup goalie. Um, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna open that that can of worms again with uh, Gerard Gallant. But they need more defense and they need a backup goalie. Uh, Calgary, um, just depth, Edmonton, uh, depth as well, Vancouver, I, I could just say depth as well, um, but for, but for Vancouver, Edmonton and Calgary are a little bit more of a, more seasoned teams, so yeah, the depth would really help them in that regard, but for Vancouver, I wouldn't want to, you know, uh, sacrifice any futures for anybody, um, because of how young the team is, so I mean, with that, uh, with actually just mentioning that, actually, I wouldn't really worry about getting anybody really. Maybe one guy, you get maybe one guy, um, for like a bottom six forward, if that. But I wouldn't really tamper with Vancouver because Vancouver's just been pretty solid right now um but yeah 
that's uh that's the divisional reviews and that is the episode um i know i was gonna do capitals and penguins but i've got some errands to run so i'm not gonna be able to cover that as well as the super bowl later on today um chiefs and 49ers and um go chiefs um and um this is also quite a historic episode as well, as this is the final episode uh, that I'll be filming, um, at least in the in the aspect of me having to be in New Mexico, for like have to be here instead of um, opting to come here. Um, in that regard, this will be the final. New Mexican episode of Easy Hacker Views. The next time you hear me, I'll be in Missouri, back home, and um, covering whatever uh, stories and games happen around that time. But anyway, um, rate and subscribe to the uh, to the podcast, and um, appreciate all the uh, states. In America, as well as um, Netherlands, apparently uh, people in the Netherlands listen to this podcast. So, uh, hello, Netherlands. Um, and uh, just thanks for everyone uh, from for listening to this. Uh, and as we, as I opt to get it better, you know, which uh, the future episodes will be way better than what I have been putting out. Recently, uh, at least better than this one, because this one, uh, I don't really know how it uh, turned out, but we'll, uh, hopefully it turns out decent, because uh, being in the hotel and not in my uh, house or in some sort of actual good setup where I can, you know, really just let her have it. But, uh, but yeah, that's the episode, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much.